Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community. These are the words of the two blind men that we're going to talk about today. These are the words of the blind men in Matthew chapter 20, verse 29, that are sitting on the side of the road, that are waiting on Christ. When they hear his name, when they hear that he's coming by, they speak loudly, they speak boldly, they ask to be healed, they get shouted down, but they, are, they remain undeterred. They continue to speak out and they cry out, they yearn out for Jesus to heal them. And let's find out what happens. These men are setting an example of the way we should live our lives in 2020, especially with all the detractors, with all those naysayers, all those who would want us to be quiet. Let's get right down to it. Let's cover it this morning. Good morning, Christian America. All right, and good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American community and the Christian American T-Shirt Company coming to you again on this Friday. Hopefully, you guys are staying healthy. Hopefully, you're staying safe. Hopefully, you're staying wherever it is that your local and state government wants you to stay. You're out of harm's way, and, and hopefully, this, uh, this crisis, this COVID-19 crisis is going to die down soon. But until that time, it doesn't mean that we can't continue to speak the name of Jesus Christ. We can't continue to spread good messages across social media. We can't, we, we can continue to uh, speak his name, to speak boldly, to, to grow in our relationships and our community and our, our togetherness with one another, that we can continue to learn and educate and inspire ourselves in what is true knowledge. And that's the knowledge of scripture. And today on, on Friday's podcast, for those of you who uh, regular, regularly keep up with the Good Morning Christian America podcast on Fridays. What we like to do is we, we make our way, we are making our way through uh, the New Testament, through the book of Matthew. We started in chapter one and now we are currently in chapter 20. So we've been at it for about uh, a year and some change now. Uh, and every week we come and we take a snippet of scripture. We give it to you verbatim. We give it to you word for word. So there's no manipulation. There's no changing. There's no inferences. You can hear what scripture has to say for yourself, for your own ears, uh, for your own eyes, because we're going to show it to you. And then we can talk about what that means for you, what that means for me, what it mean, what it meant for them at the time. What is the lesson that scripture is trying to get across to us that God is trying to reveal to us and then uh, what it means for us going forward what does it mean in 2020 as as we are working through all the, tr the, the the trials and the obstacles that we are facing in our daily lives and so that is how we come to you on Friday that is what we're, how we're coming to you today to get uh, to get you uh, just a little bit more informed just a little bit more educated on what Jesus says what scripture is teaching and how we can then interact and use it to, to help us in our own daily lives. And today's uh, scripture uh, passage, we're going to start a Matthew chapter 20, verse 29. It's, the, uh, it's the, uh, uh, the, the passage of the two blind men, right? Two blind men that are sitting on the side of the curb, uh, sitting on the side of the road as Jesus is coming by. He's, he's uh, already kind of rebuked, you know, the John and James's mother about trying to uh, uh, gain for her son's seats at the left and the right hand of, uh, of Jesus in heaven. Uh, he's been 
teaching all these years. He's been healing all these years. He's been educating all these years. And now he's on his road to Jerusalem where he has already predicted he's going to be handed over. He's going to be mocked uh, and crucified in front of people and that he is going to give his life as ransom for many. So all this has been already alluded to, and now he's making it happen. He's on his way to, uh, uh, to Jerusalem, coming through Jericho, is where we pick up on this passage. And so we're going to read it to you verbatim. Uh, so let's get right down to that. You know, verse 29 in chapter 20 says, As Jesus and his disciples were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. Two blind men were sitting by the roadside. And they heard that Jesus was going by. They shouted, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. But they shouted all the louder, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them. What do you want me to do for you? He asked. Lord, they answered, we want our sight. Jesus had compassion on them. He touched their eyes. Immediately, they received their sight, and they followed him. Wow. Now, this same passage is told slightly different in the book of Mark. So if, if you're more familiar with the book of Mark and, and, and the book of Mark chapter 10, there's one man on the side of the road. His name is Bartimaeus, and Bartimaeus is blind. And uh, this the rest of the story is pretty similar with, with one small uh, with, with one small deviation, but essentially the story remains the same is that he, he yells for the son of David, recognizing as the two men here, recognizing that Jesus's lineage is the lineage of David. That's important because the Messiah would be from the lineage of David. So he calls him Lord, son of David, recognizing his full authority, recognizing his place as the Messiah, as the one that is to come. And in Bartimaeus's, uh, in Mark, when they talk about Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus again shouts louder when rebuked. And Jesus tells his followers to tell Bartimaeus to come. There's, there's a, so there's a slight difference between the books of Matthew and, and the books of Mark, and they've emphasized different things for different reasons. But the premise, the overall uh, uh, story is still the same. So let's talk about this. So first, Jesus has given his ministry. He's on his way to enter his passion. He's on his way to make his grand appearance in, in Jerusalem. And we're going to talk about that next week. But on the road to Jericho, surrounded by many followers, he hears, or there are two blind men that are sitting on the curb that are crying out when they hear that Jesus is coming by. They don't know Jesus is coming by. When they hear that Jesus is coming by, they immediately cry out in recognition, Lord, son of David, and all those things we just discussed. The meaning of that, all those things we just discussed. And the crowd rebuked them. The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet. How many of us in 2020, if you were to stand in a crowded, in, in, in a crowded area in 2020 in America, in the street corner of America, and you cried out, Lord Jesus Christ, how many people around you would tell you to be quiet? How many people around you would look at you sideways? How many people would, would think that you're crazy or you're religious nut or any other 
name, any other rebuke they would have of you. So things aren't that dissimilar. How many people in your life are trying to get you to be quiet? How many people in your life are trying to get you to not talk about Jesus so much, not reach out for Christ so much, not make a scene so much, especially because that's what they're doing. They're making a scene. They're crying out above the crowd and they're rebuked. And what does it say that they did after they were rebuked? They shouted all the louder. Son of Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Recognition that once again, that he is Lord, that he is the son of David, he is in that lineage, and that his mercy, they cannot do it for themselves. It, would be, it can only be done by Jesus. It can only be done by Christ. It can only be done by the son of David. They recognize that, and they are unapologetic in their, in their quest, in their thirst, in their hunger for the bread of life. And Jesus says in John that he is the bread of life. They will not be silenced. They will not bow down. They will not cower down. They will not tone it down. They get all the more louder and cry out for Jesus again. And so Jesus stops and he calls them. And in the book of Mark, Jesus says that he tells his followers to call him. This is important because it, Jesus is recognizing he's getting the point across to everybody around him, to all of his followers, that no matter who you are, no matter what your circumstances, no matter where you come from, no matter what you have going on in your life, no matter your social status, no matter the color of your skin, no matter of your upbringing, no matter of your background, doesn't matter. None of these things matter. I will listen to anyone who calls my name. I am here for everyone who will humble themselves and cry out for Jesus Christ to have faith. And I will heal them mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, all of it, any of it. Jesus is laying down the gauntlet to all the people who shout, who just shouted these men down. They just shouted them down. And Jesus stopped and said, nope, call them, bring them over here. I am not too good that I cannot listen to someone who is obviously yearning for me. And not only will I stop and listen, you should stop and listen. Not only will I stop and listen, but you should also pay attention. Do as I do. And so the great thing about Jesus is not only does he always educate us, not only does he give us the right words, but he also demonstrates. And in this case, he's demonstrating exactly how we show compassion, exactly how he shows compassion and how he can heal those. And he asked him, you know, quite, quite frankly, up front, what do you want me to do for you? You're out there shouting. You're yelling twice. They told you to be quiet. You won't be quiet. What do you want me to do for you? And they don't mince words. They ask. Earlier in Matthew, Jesus says, ask and you shall receive. We have to be willing to ask God. We have to be willing to cry out in his name. We have to be willing to humble ourselves 
and recognize that we can't do it on our own. He can't, they can't heal themselves on their own. There isn't a potion. There isn't an exercise. They can't do anything. They need Jesus. We, we need Jesus. They're physically blind, but we're emotionally blind. We're mentally blind. We're psychologically blind. We're blinded by our own ambition. We're blinded by our own lust. We're blinded by our own idolatry. We're blinded by our own enviousness, our own jealousy. It could be a million things that you're blinded by emotionally, physically, psychologically. You're blinded by your background, by your upbringing. You're blinded by your past. Jesus can heal you as he heals these men. And he asked them point blank, what do you want me to do for you? And they said, we want to see. We want our sight. Don't be afraid to ask God what you want, what you need to heal yourself to be a better person, to be a better man, to be a better husband, to be a better spouse, to be a better wife, to be a better parent, be a better child, brother, sister, employer, student, whatever. Whatever the struggle is, do not be afraid to ask God to help you, to heal you. And what does Jesus do? The same thing he always does. He has compassion on them and touch their eyes. Immediately they received their sight. And then what did they do? Immediately they received their sight. What did they do? Did they go run and run off and tell the priest? Did they run off and tell their friends? Did they run off and have a good time? Did they celebrate? Did they dine out? Did they wine out? Did they drink? Were they made merry and make friends? What did they do? Scripture says they followed him. Soon as they were healed, they followed him. Isn't that what we should be doing? Haven't all these steps that these blind men have taken, aren't they all the steps that we should be taking? Aren't they living their life or, or didn't they interact in their life the way we should be interacting in our lives? Recognizing our fallings and our frailty, recognizing our faults, crying out to Christ unapologetically, unrelentingly, unceasingly to the mountaintops if necessary and ask for what what ills uh, that we have to be healed ask for healing something personal in us because if this is right, if we are right, if we are right physically, if we are right mentally, if we are right psychologically, if we are right emotionally, if we are right with ourselves, we can build relationships with anyone. If we are right with God and we have a relationship with him, we can build relationships with anyone. And then all the other stuff is easy. It's easy to be successful in life. It's, be, it's easy to get a better job if you can get along with people. It's easy to make more money if, if you can get along with people. It's easy to, 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 to do, quote unquote, good stuff, you know, on this earth. If you get along with other people, if you can build relationships, if you can mend relationships, if you can forgive and ask for forgiveness, if you can be humble and not be arrogant, 
if you can be right with God, that he can heal you of the things that you know you need healing. All the other stuff, as Jesus says in Matthew 7, will be given to you as well. He doesn't say not only, but as well. You'll get, you'll get physical healing, mental healing, spiritual healing. You'll be healed in your body, in your mind, in your spirit, and your soul. And all that other stuff, it will be given to you as well. Go back to Matthew, or, or earlier in, in the book of Matthew, between 5 and 7. It'll tell you. What I'm trying to get to your, uh, get into your head today is that these two men are setting an example of how we should be. We can't be Jesus. And sometimes Jesus sets the example on how we should live. In today's passage, these two men blinded on the side of the road. You can only assume they were poor. You can only assume that they were sinners because that's, you know, those are the people who had afflictions. Leprosy, blindness, lameness. They were considered sinners. God punished them. Well, Jesus comes to heal that. That's us. We're blinded. We're deformed. We're disabled. We're handicapped. And the only fix is Jesus. But the only way to get there is to call out for him, to recognize him for who he is, to be bold enough to speak out, even amongst the other people around you that would rebuke you and have you be quiet. Let us not be those people who cower down. Let us be like the blind men. Let us be like Bartimaeus to speak even louder, to speak even more boldly in the face of those who would shout us down and want us to be quiet, want us to be politically correct. We are not of this world because the king that we seek is not of this world. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, hopefully you have a blessed weekend. Hopefully you get a chance to get out and participate in some of this sunlight that's taking place out here. You know, hopefully you're not locked down too tight wherever it is that you're at. But wherever it is, and whatever it is that you're doing, make sure that you stay safe, you stay healthy. You follow all the guidelines and do all that stuff, but don't let that be an excuse to, you know, retract from the world and not engage. More and more people, more and more Christians, more and more good content is coming out over social media due to all of this, due to all of this crisis. And that's a good thing because the more good messages, the more positive messages, the more Christian American messages, the more uh, good content and good by good content, I mean scripture, content of scripture can make its way out into the world, can make its way into your phone or your computer or your tablet or your TV or your Roku or whatever it is, the better off that we're going to be. The devil has been using this technology for a lot longer than we have. But guess what? Jesus's message can't be trifled with. It can't be silenced. No matter how much darkness is out there, the sunlight eventually shines through. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you guys 
Uh, if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, go to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. Go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. The order process is a little bit slow because of all the you know, lack of worker availability and, and, and product movement and, and whatnot, but the website is still up and running. You can still order uh, your Christian American apparel and we'll get it to you. It's just going to take a little bit longer than usual. Have no fear. Do not fret. Do not frown. It will make its way there. So go to ChristianAmericanTees.com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. Be a part of the Christian American dialogue by liking us, sharing us, tweeting us, following us, and subscribing to us on all the social media platforms to include TikTok. One minute videos are on TikTok, continuously pushing good content, Christian American content everywhere, every day that we can. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, you guys stay on fire for Christ. We will see you next, uh, next week, next Monday. Good morning, Christian America.